0: Hello and welcome to another episode of IP Frequently. I'm here as I always am with uh, my good friend, in fact, uh, a man I consider to be my brother, one David Michael Britton. How are you?
1: I'm well, Brad. I'm well. How are you?
0: Good. That's good to hear. I understand there's a little bit of uh, folderol there in, uh, in your neck of the woods. How are things going with that?
1: Well, I'm, I'm out here. I'm, on, uh, I'm, I'm off the grid. Mm. Um, I've, I haven't gone full black. Although I don't think I can say that anymore. I haven't gone dark, although it's pretty dark. The lights are flickering on and off like I'm in the conjuring house. Um, Mm. But, you know, I'm making do. And what's important is that we're here with this live in-studio virtual audience. um, And we're doing the work we need to do to advance the uh, cause of uh, IP and intellectual property.
0: That's correct. No falling tree, no downed wire, no lack of internet is going to keep us from making sure that our loyal followers are as current as they need to be in the game-changing world of IP. No podcast would be uh, complete, neither should it be started, without uh, A Little 80s Rock, with the death of Edward Ludwig Van Halen. Uh, We have got to pick a song from Van Halen. I really wanted to go with their debut album. I love that album, but it turns out it came out in 1978. So instead, I will go with the iconic hot for teacher from the 1984 album cleverly entitled 1984 was a music video that nearly pushed my mother over the edge uh, which was one of the reasons why i liked it but regardless video no video fantastic tune so let's take a listen
1: oh wow man wait a second man what do you think the teacher's
0: gonna look like this year there you go buddy i mean you got drums you got guitar you got vocals you got fantastic lyrics i don't know what's it what you could want in an 80s tune that you don't find in hot for teacher other than of course the sole criticism i might have which is no mention of my hmm
1: no i agree I, wonderful song uh i uh I, i'll never forget um it actually was the uh the song that instigated uh, my first true love, Mrs. Woodruff, my um, third grade teacher.
0: Not a classic beauty, Mrs.
1: Woodruff, but a a stunning woman nonetheless. She was she you know she was she was rough. She was rough. She was a poor, uh, poor woman's uh, Dolly Madison, but nonetheless, um, the this sort of stirred things in me that I didn't know existed. And, um, you know, again, I never acted on those feelings. Um, but truly a lovely, lovely woman. I believe, um, if she were alive today, she'd be 138. God bless her heart though. Uh,
0: Too soon for Eddie, only 65 years old. Um, but, uh, obviously you know what, clearly an innovator and and an inventor. I mean, he had his own guitars made, he tweaked them himself. So, you know, while the song may not be, uh, IP related per se, there's some IP invested in it, if you will, because of the innovation of Eddie Van Halen. So God bless him. we'll miss them, um, but hopefully everybody enjoyed the song. Now we can't, obviously we picked a Van Halen song, um, we were would love to have picked a winner based on a Van Halen song, but of the myriad of responses we got uh, to our, our Twitter, panel i don't know what do you call that the the twitter request for contest 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 Contest. okay contest for uh, your favorite 80s song nobody out of the shockingly large number and i and i mean every word of that i was stunned by the number of people actually responded to that Uh, nobody picked a van halen song so i don't really get that you would have thought somebody would have gone there but no one did and so, but I think we're in agreement that because of that, we're going to extend the contest one more week. If you want to revise your entry, you're allowed to do that. For those of you that didn't enter, um, you're allowed to do that. And we will pick a winner next week. But I'll tell you, bud, I, I was looking through these responses. I don't have the tweeter myself. So our producer, Jared, was kind enough to make just a list of the folks that responded and their Twitter names or whatever you call it, and their, uh, their input for the contest stunning the number of people who actually put in and even more stunning the diversity of the people who put in and then the music they pick
1: well yeah i mean i don't know if we can necessarily go into diversity without stepping back into some of the issues related to the uh equestrian problems that we had earlier in the summer uh but i would say that um yes it is amazing that jared was able to pull off a twitter contest so there you have it color me amazed. Up and
0: running we're up and running with Twitter contests. we got a good response. We will pick a winner.
1: Uh, but we'd like, like we'd like more for entries. We'd like more sure. entries. I mean, yeah. to be honest, you know, Come On Eileen doesn't even belong in the top 100 of the uh, decade. Um, I can I can sitting here think of 50 better Little River Band songs than Come On Eileen. It's just the Little River Band. So uh, what I think we need to do is have more entries, more excitement, the pageantry, um and someone's going to dig deep and uh and win this contest and again great prizes are tied to this contest uh brad i think you've already outlined those if not do you care to well great
0: may be a stretch buddy i mean depending on how you choose to construe that term of course since we're uh, you know an ip focused podcast but we do have an ip frequently can koozie available Uh, And uh, I think we'll get that off to the winner for sure. I mean, there's, you know, like everybody else in America, there's no one in our offices. So we'll have to send someone in, in full COVID impenetrable gear to swim through the atmosphere of our office and find the IP frequently canned koozies and get those distributed. You you know, we can come up with additional prizes, uh, you know, as the week goes on, but I think for sure that.
1: That's good. And I think what we'll do is we'll probably consult uh, ipedia again we're brought to you here at ip frequently as always by IPDIA, the automation of innovation um, your one-stop shop for all your ip automation needs since 2018. Uh, as we've said uh, ipedia is clearly becoming more and more self-aware as the minutes tick on as the sand drips through the sour the hourglass so um, we'll consult with ipedia and perhaps there'll be something else in store for the winter so brad uh, as we uh, turn towards uh, some of the other events of the day, um, I would note that we are uh, continue to be the number one intellectual property podcast uh, that's currently out there. We're currently number four, uh, Conspiracy Podcast, and the number six, uh, Chess Strategy Podcast. And in that in that regard, I'll quickly say to those of you who are listening for Chess strat- Strategy that aren't uh, tuning in on the weekends, tuning in a little bit early, uh, Rook to Bishop 12 and yes, king me. Mm, that's bold. And it's a bold. I wouldn't rook. have got that with the Rook, but
0: you know what? That's what makes you you, buddy. Congratulations.
1: The Rook can go many places a normal human can't because it's literally built like a castle. Well, that's true.
0: That's an excellent point.
1: So the president has COVID-19, uh, Corona, COVID. Um, it looks like he's survived it and got the antibodies. Brad, do you think this helps or hurts his reelection chances? Nah, tough to say,
0: buddy. But I, I would say if it if it's gonna do either, I mean, I, I I think at this point most people are probably locked in as to what direction they're gonna go in a few weeks election wise. But I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I found it encouraging that a uh, what's a, what's a fair way to describe a, a portly, seventy four year old man under unquestionably whether you like him or not, unquestionably under a great deal of stress, uh, just kind of punched right through it. So I think that should be encouraging uh, as an as you know as one example of someone who. Clearly, had uh, the disease caused by the uh, by the virus um, was in unquestionably the realm of those who are you know potentially most at risk, and uh, seemed to do fine with it. So, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a net positive for all of us. And if anything, will you know be a net positive for the president. He can play on the fact that hey, I went through this, I suffered through it, I punched through the other side. I'm ready to go four more years.
1: So you're saying because he's got the antibodies now, he's somewhat indestructible.
0: Well, I mean, I think there are many who would argue that he's somewhat indestructible to begin with. I mean, he's on record as having said some things you probably shouldn't say, and he still got elected president of the United States. So, I mean, he's got something going on there.
1: So it's almost like he made his own rook to bishop 12 move and got kinged in his own way.
0: I think, you, I think that's a, a fair way to analogize it, Yes. But, of course, the folks that aren't listening into our chess podcast regularly are going to be a little behind as to the state of play. Uh, but no. yeah, they can catch up.
1: The big VP debate, Vice President Pence, uh, Kim, Kim, Kamala Harris, the, the, the bug. Do you see the bug?
0: Well, buddy, I was just going to say this is, this is all you need. If, if you have just landed from another planet and occasionally we do get aliens in the live studio audience and so we've we've come to be able to adapt ourselves to that sometimes it's shocking sometimes they look you know more like humans Uh, so we do occasionally get the alien in the live studio audience so that's something that we've learned uh, to deal with but if you happen to be in that category and you knew nothing about the united states of america the fact that the only headline i saw was that apparently a, a fly or some sort of bug landed on the vice president's head and apparently remained there for some appreciable period of time. Nothing about the content, nothing about who might've won the debate, nothing about the topics that were, uh, you know, debated, nothing about where the country might go with either Miss Harris or Mr. Pence as the vice. Nothing about that made the headlines, just the bug. Yeah, and I think bug. that is, that's all you need to know about where America is at this point. We have a, Critical election coming up in a matter of weeks, and all anybody wants to talk about is the fact that apparently a winged insect landed on the vice president. So, there you go. That's all I know. That's, that's the only news I could find.
1: Well, let's see. Uh, next, we've got the uh, police blotter update. And the last couple of weeks, we've been tracking Jared's uh, arrest and subsequent uh, trial that, that uh, is sure to come, but we're, we're not going to talk about that this week. The news came out that there was a militia prod to plot to kidnap and arrest the governor of Michigan and try her for treason for her lockdown. Um, Brad, how did that go? Were you able to get the bag over her head? And um, <laughs> how, how do you, what do you plan for that, uh, that, that trial? How are you going to proceed? You know, obviously, the members of this conspiracy must,
0: at a minimum, be geniuses, if not super geniuses. So I'm a little bit surprised they were caught.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it, it's stunning. I mean, uh, how how could they could possibly have, have, have let their
0: their grand strategy slip? So they were going to kidnap a sitting governor and try her for treason. Okay, true, but right in, the, it.
1: in their defense, it, it, it was the governor of Michigan, uh, you know. So oh, I think I think you gonna,
0: what's her name. I saw her on the Whit- She Whitmer, is. Whit- let me tell you what. She's not in the genius category either, my friend. No,
1: no. But uh, you know, the I, I think if you did it in Illinois, your former home state. Um you tried to kidnap that guy and put him on trial, you'd probably get a medal.
0: Well, not only would you get a medal, but in order to kidnap him, you'd need a crane. Yeah. I mean that guy's yeah. gotta be coming in at five, six bills. Yeah, I mean he'd be a good pro wrestler or manager. He'll be or a both good pro wrestler. Or just like, you know, ballast in an ocean going vessel. You just put him down on a lower
1: deck and you're all set. You're gonna, boof right through the right through the weather. He just doesn't have the wits for the uh for the wrestling managerial trade. Or the ballast. So
0: maybe you should just stay as the governor of Illinois. That's sort of a tradition
1: in that state. Well, this week in licensing, we've got, uh, we've again, had great feedback, great number of letters, and I'm sure we'll send out additional tweet requests. Uh, We've had a lot of different questions that come in. And this is where, again, Brad gives his wisdom uh, as to how best to uh, license in this time of tumult and uh, some would say technological tragedy. Others wouldn't. Um, but this is where we get all that information uh, from Brad. And this week, Brad, our question comes from Ralphie in Brooklyn. Uh, hey, Ralphie Ralphie. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Ralphie is probably a good uh, Brooklynite, Brooklyn resident. He says, Brad, I've had a chance to license the entire 10 seasons of the big hit TV show Dallas for $400. Hmm. Should I do it? This would include some personal appearances by Patrick Duffy and the late great character actor Jim Davis. So there it is, Brad, uh, Frankie or Ralphie or whatever his name is, wants to know um, if he should license the entire 10 seasons of Dallas and with it, get some personal appearances from the great Jim Davis. What, what do you think?
0: Jim Davis, the actor or Jim Davis, the uh, damages expert?
1: I, I don't know anything about the latter. I'm not sure who you're talking about, but I think, I think he's talking about the great actor.
0: Ralphie, that's a, that's a great question. We appreciate you bringing it to our attention. Obviously, anytime you have the opportunity to license an iconic uh, 1980s, is it 80s? Could have even been 70s.
1: I think it, might have, had, it you know? might have had an overlap. It might have even gone into yeah. the 90s.
0: Good Lord, I hope not. It wasn't that good. Uh, but it, you know that, that being the case, I, I think, Ralphie, you got to give that serious consideration. Now, being a Brooklynite, it's going to be tough for you to truly measure the value of a show set in Dallas, right? I mean, there's your problem, right? Because you've got, you know, sort of the the old South to Southwest mentality, the sorts of things that happen to people who live in that culture uh, and own, you know, ranches and oil wells and things of that nature are going to be vastly different from the typical experience of a Brooklynite. So Ralphie, my, my first advice to you is find yourself someone from dallas and make sure that as you're reviewing the terms of the license agreement that it makes sense for a tv show that is set in dallas right because your experience in brooklyn again is going to be very different and if you apply the sort of licensing savvy that i'm sure you have otherwise you wouldn't have asked such a cogent question so i would look very carefully at the agreement in general with someone from dallas with particular attention to venue and choice of law.
1: Uh, this week, uh, we get another internet question for Brad, comes from Phil in Saginaw, Michigan. Phil in riff. Saginaw, Michigan, which I believe is on the Panhandle. Brad, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Phil is gonna be treating his family to a, uh, uh, a Halloween film this weekend. We're getting closer. Um, everyone's decking the halls and, and, and trimming the pumpkins. So. He wants to know, Brad, what is your favorite Halloween movie? Well, oh, that's easy. Home Alone 2. That is a good one. That is a... Uh, that is a it's, uh, it's, Ralphie
0: enjoys it. It's set in New York. You've got Halloween in Central Park. You've got, you know, a kid by himself, the shenanigans, the capers. It's easy. Home Alone 2. So, Phil, no, I suggest you gather your family around and and get yourself a copy of that. VHS, I believe
1: it's still available. And enjoy. And then finally, Brad, we finish with... Uh, as we're rounding the proverbial bend, uh, heading for home—no um, hmm. pun intended—time uh, machine. Ah, oh, time machine. And Brad, you'll know this: October eighth, nineteen fifty-six. What famous thing happened? October eighth of nineteen fifty-six. That's an yeah. excellent
0: question, my friend. But I, you know, what I should have known this. I'm embarrassed I didn't. I wasn't thinking because you know the sports world is so topsy turvy with. I, I, again, not to be overly sidetracked, but what the hell does a baseball player need to wear a mask for when he's going to home plate? Who the hell is going to give him COVID? What is yeah. going on there? Doesn't but in any sense. case, I mean, it's neither here nor there. I guess if I was the commissioner, I could fix that. But I'm not. But this was Don Larson's perfect game, my friend.
1: The great Yankee, uh, Don Larson, yeah, October 8th, 1956. Uh, probably the only perfect game in World Series history. Correct. So here is the scenario that's been um, uh, been sent to us by actually uh, Don Lemon. Don Lemon sent this to us. Uh, Don Lemon said, um, "What if we sent Brad back in time to October seventh, nineteen fifty six, at about dinner time, with a twelve pack of Zima, the final score and scenario of the next day's game, and." enough money to buy Mickey Mantle and Don Larson dinner uh, and drinks. Um, so I guess there, Brad, we're violating some of the rules uh, of the time machine because usually you go back Terminator style. Um, and I guess in this case that won't matter because you'll be landing in the Yankees locker room the night before the big game. No, uh, no you'll have it. All those guys were Terminator style. Yeah. You're just all walking around. Yeah. So you'll fit, you'll they'll probably think you play for the team. Tell you the truth, the way those guys drank, uh, you'll have a 12 pack of Zima and you'll have the wherewithal to take uh, the Mick and Don Larson out to wherever um, they want to go. And you'll have the full information on the next day's game. How do you play it? Well, I, I mean, here's, here's what I think you do, right? So you have a, a
0: full 12 pack of Zima. Now Kofax is not going to get a lick of that, right? Cause you've got the Mick out to dinner and, Twelve zemas is, is is just a warm up for the mix. At that point, his liver was still functioning, uh, you know, probably starting to teeter on the edge, get a few warning lights, if you know what I mean, up in the old display, uh, but uh, still fully functional. So even if you tried to get Don a zema, he's not getting one. Right? I mean, there's just no chance, right? Because the mix can eyeball that. He's going to grab all twelve. He's going to line them up, and in the blink of an eye, uh, they're gone. Right. And so I think you have a a sober, fully ready to go Don Larson. And that's what you want anyway, because I have the results of the next day's game. Now I'm showing that to neither player because that's going to jinx it. I mean, if you've ever played any sport, you know, you don't want people to tell you the odds. You don't want people to tell you what might happen. You just you got to get out there and play the game like any other game. But I take that obviously right to some bookie. Right. Maybe Ralphie in Brooklyn. Knows a guy. I'm sure he has a guy, and I, you know, place a few gentlemanly wagers on that uh, to bring back with me when I come to the future. And then you and I, my friend, are going to be uh, what they colloquially refer to as ass deep in Zima.
1: You're saying farting through silk at that point. We could own the Zima plant. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly. That's a, that's what I'm a wise about. move. So you bet on the perfect game. You win an incredible bet. And then you put that all into like IBM Corp or into some index fund. And the only person that can collect on that is future Brad. So when you land back in the future, obviously hung over from the 12 Zima you drank after you concocted this plan, uh, you um, immediately go and cash in your stock. So then you're saying you share that 50, 50 with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay. And, but not yeah. the Zima, you would not share those.
0: No, of course I would share the Zima. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Zima, so I'd be happy for you to take as much of it as you want. But, I mean, buddy, that, I mean, we're
1: talking about you and me here. I mean, it's 50-50 down the line. I haven't had a Zima. Do they even make Zima anymore? I certainly hope not. I certainly hope not. Well, I mean, that would be a great – anytime you see a Wikipedia thing with like, Zima was – Can I buy Zima now? Nope. (laughs) That's that's good. That's, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Common questions. Can I buy Zima now? No, no. Where can I buy a Zima drink? Nowhere. Yeah. If you were looking
0: for a silver lining in the year 2020, you've just found it, my friend. The fact that you cannot buy Zima is a good thing.
1: So, so the people that search for Zima also search for fuzzy navel and Bartles and James, Oh, I'd forgotten about Bartles and James. Those are those are two
0: things in the same category. Those That can't be around anymore either.
1: No no, those two guys must be
0: dead, right? They have Long to be. dead. Both Bartles and James. That was like I'll the original you what, wine though, cooler, whatever the hell that is. That was good stuff. Well, it was good, but it was dangerous. It's another one of those drinks you could have like 20 of.
1: And they're selling it now. Grapefruit and green tea wine cooler, Bartles and James. <laughs> well, good for them.
0: We should get a some longevity of out of Bartles and James. You should, just this for might, all time's sake.
1: This might be a good um, the Bartles and James thing. I mean, again, that's entirely entirely a different podcast. But this could be. Uh, I see a contest in the future, my friend. You no, know, I
0: indeed. And before we forget, before we wrap it up for the week, I, I have to make a, a little bit of a disclaimer here. I was called out on the carpet, as you're aware, by a listener. Who accused me of pejoratively framing their business as only being worth nine dollars and eighty-seven cents? Now I don't remember saying that. It's entirely possible that I did, um, but I want that listener to know that I, I heard them. I got their email. I understand the error of my ways. And I mean, there's a, you know to 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 characterize their work product as only being worth nine dollars and eighty-seven cents is, is quite frankly, if I did that, it's quite frankly ridiculous. Because as you and I both know, it's easily worth 15 bucks. I don't know that I would go to 20, but I would certainly go to 15.
1: I was going to say 10.
0: Uh, you know what? 10's certainly in the neighborhood.
1: You ain't getting to 20. No, not even close. No. I think 15's generous, but that's maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe if we got a couple of Bartles and James in there, we get to 15. Yeah. Four pack. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, you've always be a been nice a skilled negotiator. That's been see, that'd be such a nice gift. Like for the holidays, when someone's going to send you one of those fire smoked turkeys, or you know the the thing of cookies you want to just give away. I mean, how yeah. how about a four pack of Bartles and James? How about that?
0: Not only is it a nice gift, it's a gift that keeps on giving. That's going to be a surprise.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it keeps I'll on giving for mind. at least for at least the fifteen minutes it takes you to consume those four Bartles and James, and then
0: yeah,
1: you know it's probably you know then then it's a problem for the bunko squad, my friend. there you have it and that's it well i'll tell you what brad i think we've learned a lot today we've we've um learned that uh, a rook can indeed be uh become uh, a king yeah
0: good podcast good discussion lots you know everybody needs to stay tuned lots coming up here in the next few weeks as we hopefully get through the election without a uh, complete disestablishment of the united states of america and then hopefully punch through to uh 2021 which you know I think we're all looking forward to. Should be, should be something else. All right, buddy. Well, good stuff. Another week of IP Frequently. We appreciate our studio audience. We appreciate our listening audience. Pat, you know what you're worth. I, I uh, hope you got what you came for. And uh, we'll see you next week on IP Frequently.